Welcome to an episode of Seaside Naturalist, part of Safe Coastal Wildlife, the podcast, and dedicated to giving people a closer look at the biodiversity along the Jersey Shore. More information about Safe Coastal Wildlife nonprofit and our work can be found at safecoastalwildlife.org. Wildlife lover. Hey, this is Joe Reynolds, the director of Safe Coastal Wildlife Nonprofit, and known by my closest friends as the Seaside Naturalist. In this episode of Safe Coastal Wildlife, the podcast, we're taking a closer look at the amazing, incredible, really stressful spring wing migration of ospreys, also known as fishhawks. Hey, can you guys figure out? Who's making this sound? Did you figure it out? Well, that's the sound of an osprey returning to a nest after a long wing migration in the spring. It was recorded by a person who lives along the Great Lakes, so pretty far away from the Jersey Shore, but he did it by putting a microphone into a known active osprey nest. Now, of course, I wouldn't condone that or suggest you even do that, but the sound you hear is pretty amazing. It is the sound of the first arrival and a call of an osprey seeking its mate just as it arrived after a long, stressful migration that started in South America and concluded in North America. Now, did the bird sound tired, exhausted, but yet ready and anxious to get another breeding season started again? It sure did to me. In fact, let's take another look and see if you could pick up that. Did you hear it? Did you get it? Let's try it one more time. Listen hard now. Here we go. You know, being an osprey has challenges from the weather and high winds to ingesting or getting tangled up in plastic pollution and marine debris. But all these dangers and more seem to come together during migration, spring migration especially. It's one of the deadliest times for an osprey. Osprey, in case you didn't know, we're not talking about military hardware here. Ospreys are birds of prey and they dine almost exclusively on fresh fish. Ospreys are found all around the world on continents except Antarctica and always located near the water. And depending on where you go, people may call them seahawks, river hawks, or fish hawks. Ospreys are large fish-eating raptors ranging in size from 20 to 24 inches long with a wingspan of five to five and a half feet. 
They have dense dark brown white wings, a large hooked beak, and prominent large yellow eyes in adults, which provide sharpened eyesight at three to five times the distance that humans can see. In fact, an osprey is able to spot a fish about 200 feet away. The bird's most noticeable feature, however, is the black band of feathers that span from its eyes and around its head resembling a bandit's mask or a robber's mask, or perhaps the mask worn by the iconic masked man known as the Lone Ranger, which is kind of ironic because ospreys always migrate and forage by themselves, all alone as individuals, not in flocks. Well, every spring, ospreys return to New Jersey following the coast from overwintering sites in the tropics to begin another busy breeding season raising a feathered family. And because of a long breeding cycle, ospreys are among the first birds to migrate north for the season. Spring migration for ospreys is an extraordinary journey that we're just trying to understand now. Technology is starting to provide some clues. For example, the sightings from metal bands that sometimes get around, uh, people put around osprey or birds in general. Well, those bands, for the last 50 years, people have been looking and examining those metal bands around the legs of osprey, and they show that spring migrations are quicker than fall migrations. Osprey spend more time traveling than stopping to rest during spring migration. But banding birds can only tell us so much. We realize even more today about osprey migrations thanks to better technology from miniaturized solar-powered GPS trackers and even newer solar-powered transmitters that allow wildlife researchers to track movements of tagged ospreys in real time. What we've, what we've learned is from all this technology, what we've learned from all this technology is that spring migration is a fast-paced, frantic, and nerve-wracking time for ospreys. For example, a scientific project in 2013 by the New York Harbor Conservancy used a solar-powered GPS device and showed just how fast osprey is capable of flying during spring migration. Check this out. An osprey named, it was named Coley. It traveled over 2,500 miles over in 15 days. It started in a place called Bird Marsh on the northern tip of the Republic of Colombia, situated near Panama, and it had to reach Jamaica Bay, Jamaica Bay Wildlife Refuge in New York City. The bird traveled nearly nonstop at 173 miles per day. And if that isn't amazing enough, they did it again in May of 2012 at Jamaica Bay in New York City. Wildlife researchers outfitted another bird named Coley 2 with a GPS back. This osprey, Coley 2, it was late in arriving back to Jamaica Bay. The bird left Lake Valencia and Venezuela on March 16th, but didn't arrive to Jamaica Bay in New York City until April 5th, a trip that took 20 days. When Coley 2, the osprey, did arrive, he had to contend with, uh-oh, another male osprey that was trying to mate with his long-standing female companion. It was an interloper who had arrived earlier from the tropics and tried to pair off with Coley 2's established mate and nesting platform. Even though ospreys generally mate for life, the birds will take on another partner when their established mate dies or disappears during spring migration. Each day that an osprey doesn't show up to the nesting site decreases the strength of the bond with a mate, making a single osprey more likely to accept the advances of another osprey.
However, fortunately for Coley, too, it arrived just in time to befriend his long-standing female partner and strengthen those pair bonds once more. Another day or two, and uh-oh, the outcome might have been a little different for Coley, too, the osprey. Stories of spring migration for these ospreys are even more interesting when you take into consideration the long, winding path the birds often have to fly to get to their breeding site. A study published in 2014 edition of the Journal of Raptor Research shows that many of our East Coast ospreys winter in South America with smaller amounts around Chesapeake Bay in Florida, or uh, I should say Chesapeake Bay or in Florida, or in the Caribbean islands, including Cuba. As spring approaches, ospreys who winter in South America make a long distance journey between 400 and 700 miles past the Gulf of Venezuela to briefly rest in either Haiti, Jamaica, or Cuba. It's a tiring flight that takes 27 to 40 hours and involves risky nighttime travel. They do that all at once. Once across the Caribbean Sea, nearly all ospreys will cross Cuba to the Florida Keys and then northward to breeding grounds. The birds travel as many as 5,000 miles from the Amazon basin across the Caribbean Sea and up the Atlantic coast before they end up at their desired uh, destination. The exact breeding site which an osprey raised a family last year. It's an incredible wing migration that normally takes two to three weeks from start to finish. Migrating ospreys can cover thousands of miles during their spring travels, repeatedly traveling the same course year after year with little deviation, moving across natural boundaries of rivers and tropical rainforests of the Amazon, the reefs and the islands of the Caribbean Sea, the hills and valleys of Cuba, and past the largest subtropical wilderness in the United States known as, that's right, Everglades National Park. They have to cross all that just to come to the Jersey Shore. Along the way, ospreys have many dangerous issues to deal with. One major hazard is the weather, especially when crossing large bodies of water. The birds can be blown off course or get caught up in severe thunderstorms or windstorms. This event will drain fat reserves, which is essentially fuel for any bird, and put an osprey at risk of being too weak to continue. Ospreys cannot land on the water like a gull. If an osprey gets tired over the open water, it will drown. This is, there's one account, in fact, of one tired osprey that attempted to rest, but it ended up on a ship that took it to Portugal. Now, no one knows quite sure what happened to this osprey, but we do know that crossing large bodies of water can be dangerous for birds of prey. Most of the mortality of birds of prey is related to crossing the Caribbean Sea, and that's when most adults disappear and juvenile ospreys especially disappear. But ospreys, for whatever reason, seem to welcome the challenge of flying over open water more so than really any other bird of prey. Alan F. Poole, an expert on osprey ecology and behavior, tells us in his classic book, Ospreys, A Natural and Unnatural History, first published in 1989. He tells us most birds of prey that are active during the day avoid overwinter crossings of more than nine miles because water never generates the updrafts and thermals that make for more efficient soaring flight. 
Instead, most hawks and eagles prefer to circum, circum, uh, circumvent the intervening body of water, thus concentrating along shorelines, land bridges, or at narrow water crossings, such as the narrow water crossing between Sandy Hook and Brooklyn. One reason why Sandy Hook is such a great birding area during spring and fall migrations. Ospreys, however, are the exception to the rule. During both spring and fall migrations, ospreys make perilous water crossings over many miles of open water to get where they're going. Another major problem to the health of ospreys during migration are people who shoot at the birds. Sad as it may seem, this happens when hungry ospreys try to take fish from a private or commercial fish farm in the Dominican Republic, Haiti, or Cuba. Many poor farmers do not take kindly to someone, even a bird, stealing quote-unquote a fish or their profit. According to a 2001 study by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Wildlife Service, about 14,000 ospreys are killed every year by fish farmers in several Latin American countries. 14,000! Total mortality, though, could be even higher since at least 21 Latin American and Caribbean nations have fish farms along the birds' migratory routes. But shooting ospreys can take place anywhere, including right here in the United States. In 2007, a man pled guilty to killing an osprey with a rifle at a Rainbow Paradise trout farm in Pennsylvania. The man, an employee of the trout farm, shot the osprey because the bird had been preying on fish at the farm. Collisions with vehicles and power lines are also a source of mortalities for ospreys, especially during spring migration as the birds are in a rush to return to their nesting site. Electrocution is a threat to ospreys around power lines as well as oil spills in the waters of Venezuela. Both are uh, critical sources of fatalities for ospreys. Now, why ospreys today are a species that's listed as threatened in New Jersey under the Danger and Non-Game Species Conservation Act of 1973, when these birds come back to their nest, they have one more threat to deal with, and that is plastics. The deadly issue of plastics that plagues not only people, but ospreys. Plastics like fishing line, ribbon, and string can easily entangle a foot, leg, or wing of an adult, or even especially a young osprey. In addition, plastic bags or other plastic sheeting can choke or even smother an osprey. Again, especially a baby osprey. Now, thankfully, as of 2020, the osprey population is doing pretty well in New Jersey. There was over 600 active osprey nests in New Jersey that gave birth to over 800 young. Barnegat Bay had the most active osprey nests of any region in New Jersey with 104 nests. All this is good news for the ospreys because they're an important species to the coastal environment along New Jersey. These fish hawks help to provide balance among fish populations and keep fish populations generally healthy by eating sick or scrawny individuals of fish. Ospreys are also a valuable indicator species for monitoring the long-term health of an aquatic ecosystem. Birds of prey are extremely sensitive to many environmental changes in an ecosystem. And since an osprey's diet consists almost entirely of live fish, 
such as flounder or menhaden or bluefish. An abundance of nesting ospreys and young suggests water quality and fish populations. Well, they might be improving to support many hungry beaks and gizzards. However, with migration, land use disappearing, they're, they're their prime areas where they like to breed and nest and forage for food. They're disappearing because of all the development along the Jersey Shore. It's not easy being an osprey in our modern world and trying to share a planet with over 7.9 billion people around the world and 9.2 million people right here in New Jersey. At least now you know and you have a better idea of the dangers and stress ospreys have to go through every spring just to migrate from the tropics northward to raise a family right here along the Jersey Shore. You have been listening to Save Coastal Wildlife, the podcast. More information about Save Coastal Wildlife and our citizen scientists and volunteer activities, including monitoring horseshoe crabs and seals to beach cleanups and monitoring the beach for microplastics, can be found at our website, www.savecoastalwildlife.org. If you enjoyed the show, please like and subscribe to the podcast. Also, please share the podcast on social media and tell your family and friends about it. If you would like to support Save Coastal Wildlife, please go to our website and click on the donate button at savecoastalwildlife.org. Thank you for your support. We depend on the kindness and generosity of people for everything we do. Join us next time for another episode of Save Coastal Wildlife, the podcast.